Hey everybody, uh, this is Lena. I am here to tell you about our newest type of episode that we are releasing for patrons only. We've got our shop floor discussions where we go over one particular topic in the news. This one is of the so-called freedom convoy of truckers, quote unquote truckers in Canada. And we go over all of the different parts of that. Here is a clip from that. If you want the full thing, become a patron at patreon.com slash workstoppage. If you can't afford to become a patron, jump in the Discord, hit one of us up. We'd be happy to give it to you. Solidarity forever. lockdown protests as to refer to them as basically massively astroturf from the start Mm -hmm. and largely consisting of small business owners of various hardcore white nationalists who can afford to take two weeks off of work right around right after the holidays very curious when most people don't have money uh, to travel across the Mm -hmm. country Uh, numerous photos and videos have documented a slew of far-right symbology amongst the protesters from Confederate symbols to Gadsden flags, that's the uh, no-step-on-snake flag for people who don't know, uh, to fascist versions of the Canadian flag and just straight-up Nazi flags. Uh, lots of Blue Lives Matter and thin blue line imagery as well. And, and the Confederate flag is particularly confusing because if, if you're from the northern United States, you've probably spent your whole life looking at Confederate flags on cars and being like, who's this jackass? He lives in a fucking Union state. But when you're Canadian, my mind is just like exploding thinking about Canadians waving <laughs> The well, there are people flag. in Europe who even use the Confederate flag to, to uh, because it true. gets around the yeah. anti-Nazi laws. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, convoy attendees have assaulted counter-protesters in the streets of Ottawa, smashed windows of stores displaying rainbow flags. LGBTQ citizens have been jumped and beaten by convoy members, and two protesters have attempted to burn down an apartment building on February 6th by setting a brick of fire starter logs on fire in the lobby and taping the doors shut. Thankfully, someone was able to get in there and put the fire out before much damage was done. I mean, just absolutely wild. The kind of things that right-wingers would generally accuse, you know, leftists of being violent or this or that, when obviously left-wing protesters, when violence occurs, is in defense, uh, as, as always. Right. But, well, and, but uh, this one in particular is very aggressive. They're always concerned that uh, the left is going to commit property damage. And meanwhile, when, when the right goes and does this kind of stuff, not only do they immediately commit property damage, not that I care, but also... Starting a fire in an apartment building is basically like attempted homicide. <laughs> mm-hmm. Straight up, 100%. there are people living in that building. That like that's completely unacceptable. Yeah, and anti-vaxxers uh, among the protests also blocked access to multiple hospitals in the area. Something that is constantly uh, bludgeon against people who block roads. But often, if you ever actually see these protests, they let ambulances through. They make sure that people in an emergency vehicles mm-hmm. are able to to do their job. Um, whereas these people have obviously not given a damn. U.S. white nationalists have strongly supported the protests. The Canadian trucker convoy is a, the single most successful human right, rights protest in a generation, Fox News' Tucker Carlson said Thursday. I mean, the fucking gall of this person to say that, like, 
like an action like this is so successful. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. He, he continues. He says, I hope the truckers do come to America. Uh, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky told the Daily Signal, a publication for the right-wing Heritage Foundation, I hope they clog up the cities. Well, this is the same people who would condemn any left-wing protest for blocking roads. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, no, you're absolutely right. And I think that the hypocrisy of it isn't just like a notable feature of what's going on here. I think it's an entirely intentional part of the messaging Mm -hmm. because when you occupy the ideological position of, of power where you're in line with like, you know, cultural hegemony and everything that's going on in a, in fascist countries like the United States and Canada, you can just, uh, you know, accuse the other side of doing all the things you do. And then the worse you do it, the worse it reflects on them in subsequent media cycles. Uh, and there's been a whole tack here of uh, right-wingers using conventionally left-wing means to do things. And and I've been seeing this crop up in all kinds of places. Fairly incidental one, but one that has stuck with me because it's my pet interest, is the way Republicans in uh, Pennsylvania are trying to push forward on cannabis legalization. Because if they can muddy the waters and, and convince people like, oh, the Republicans might actually be who's who's looking out for us in this time where everyone's lost faith in the Democrats, uh, that would be hugely to their advantage. And I just got to, you know, if, if you're even remotely socialist, you should know that like there's no tacking towards the right to ever get anything done for the left. That just doesn't work. Yeah. And I do think that like as you were highlighting with the imagery as well as the calls of support that they've been getting from, you know, far right figures here in the U.S., it's been interesting to note the connection between this, you know, convoy protest and right-wing movements in the U.S. And we can even see that when we dig into some of the people that's like actually started this, this, you know, freedom convoy, as it's so-called mm-hmm. like the, so the guy who actually founded like the group that started this whole convoy movement is James Bowder, a guy who's behind the organization Canada unity and this guy's a far-right QAnon activist, which there again, you see U.S. far-right movements moving north of the border. Um, and, and he wrote the convoy's Memorandum of Understanding, which basically calls for overthrowing the Canadian government. And not that, you know, we think the Canadian government is any good, but, but like this is in, you know, service of a explicitly white supremacist platform. Right. Um, instead of the, you know, low key implicitly white supremacist platform that the liberal government of Canada operates on. Um, and the same group to get into like, to really get into the, the idea that is being promulgated, that this is a working class revolt. We can really, when you look at the people who formed these groups, you can really see how that's not true at all. Where So this guy, James Bowder, and his group, Canada Unity, held another convoy two years ago in Alberta, explicitly against striking workers. And they, they actually like threatened to run down picketing refinery workers who were protesting in Carsland, Alberta. And at the time, the convoy was supported by the CEO of the refinery complex, uh, Scott Banda, who had locked out the workers there who were organized with Unifor Local 594. And at the time, the convoy was, because QAnon hadn't really become like much of a thing yet, 
um, their, what they were associated with Canada's version of the yellow vest movement, which was a very, if, if folks are like not super familiar, don't really remember that, that originally arose. It was a kind of a weird cross class anti-government movement in, um, in France uh, that originally started as a protest against gas taxes, but it was very, it's a, it was a very weird movement that had some right wing, some left wing associations, but in the, the version that propped up in Canada mm-hmm. was essentially far right from the get go. Uh, once again, uh, the, the petty bourgeoisie forming the vanguard of, of the, the actual shock troops of, of nascent fascist movements were really involved in there with a heavily Islamophobic, uh, ideology. Mm-hmm. And so the convoy again was 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 explicitly associated with that movement and threatened to run down the picketing oil workers at this refinery protest in Alberta. And so this new convoy has circulated a letter that they tried to get everybody involved with it to sign to Canada's governor general, which is basically the representative of the English crown in in Canada and theoretically um, mostly theoretically, unless you live in Australia uh, has the ability to dissolve the government. Although that's never actually used except when the CIA wants them to do a coup. Um, Not when a bunch of random Nazi truckers who aren't really truckers and are really small business owners (laughs) try and get them to do it. And the letter that they put together for this contains all sorts of, you know, batshit conspiracy stuff uh, not the true conspiracy stuff about the CIA, but stuff like that the COVID vaccine contains HIV, that COVID is a bioweapon, that the vaccines contain RFID chips, all this insane bullshit. Right. Yeah. And it's it's not just the uh, the people who are throwing this together who have done convoys and stuff before who are themselves reactionary. It's also the kinds of elements that get rapidly integrated into these movements. So you have another one of the leaders of the convoy, uh, Dave Steenberg, who is connected with hate, uh, Canadian hate group Soldiers of Odin, a white supremacist group that has violently attacked anti-racism protesters. Other groups that have shown up to support the convoy include the <laughs> Diagalon Network, which is a Canadian far-right uh, accelerationist movement, which is kind of analogous to the Boogaloo guys we have here in the United States. And numerous prominent leaders in the convoy protests have shared anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, Holocaust denial, promoted the Turner Diaries, all the n- usual Nazi shit. You know, if they haven't uh, gone out and just posted the protocols of the secret elders of Zion on their Facebook account, they've done everything but. Yeah. In addition to all of this, they set up a GoFundMe to raise money for the protest, which got up to $9 million before it was shut down. The donations were Mm -hmm. refunded by by GoFundMe uh, for violating the terms of service. The shutdown created an outcry amongst Republicans in the U.S. who have called for investigations into GoFundMe for fraud (laughs) when, you know, we see this all the time. It's just like they broke the rules and they got their their thing pulled down. CBC News reported that at least one third of the $2.8 million raised that they analyzed came from anonymous donors or those using fake names. In some cases, donations as large as $25,000 were made anonymously or using aliases. The primary organizers of the GoFundMe were Tamara Litch and BJ Dichter, neither of whom are truckers. 
They were associated with the yellow vests in 2019, the one that uh, Dan was was referencing earlier. And Lich has frequently shared Islamophobic conspiracy theories about the Muslim Brotherhood operating in Canada. Dichter is a formerly conservative party candidate who claimed in 2019 that Islamist entryism is, quote, rotting away our society like syphilis. This is the kind of Islamophobia that you can expect from organizers, especially online, uh, associated with protests like this. (laughs) 